Hello, this is John Gibbons for the Anfield Wrapper, introducing a special on our goalkeeper, Kevin Kelleher. We want to find out a little bit more about the keeper that we're all expecting to start the League Cup final on Sunday. So where else to go? But a playing over to Cork uh, to visit his club and find out a little bit more about the boy. And he was a boy uh, when he joined, when went right through uh, the ages there. So we spoke to his manager who went with him throughout the age groups and one of his teammates as well. And also thanks a lot to Sean, the secretary of the club, who very kindly gave up his time uh, to drive us around but also to speak to us and then after those gentlemen uh, you will hear about two people who work with him at Liverpool's academy so you've got the manager Neil Critchley now manager of Blackpool of course but was uh, the manager of the under 18s when Kaveen was there and also managed him in a famous FA Cup tie as well and then um, after that we've got Liam Coyle who is now at Accrington Stanley but was one of Kaveen's teammates all through the ages at Liverpool after he joined as well so thanks a lot to all five gentlemen who joined us to tell us a little bit more about Kavin. He's a quiet lad, uh, but what we're hearing um, is he's got a bit of cheek about him as well. He's got a bit of fun in the dressing room. So it was really nice to find out a bit more about his personality, what made him tick, and also the reason he's got to where he is today. So thanks a lot to all the guys for giving up their time. Obviously for Josh and Fuad for coming over to Ireland with me as well. Uh, you'll hear me and Josh now doing these interviews. I hope you enjoy it and I hope it helps get you in the mood for Sunday. He's as cool as a breeze. And it's John Gibbons and Josh Sexton and we're over in court and we want to do a little bit of a special uh, on the goalkeeper who we're all fairly sure uh, is going to start uh, the League Cup final and that's Keevan Kelleher and where else to find out a little bit more about him over in Cork than the club uh, where he started out at uh, where at Ringmaham Rangers and yeah they've been fantastic with us thanks so much to them they come picked us up from the airport showed us around their fantastic complex and now we're going to have a bit of a chat uh, with some people uh, who were with him and played with him um, so gentlemen if you can first of all uh, introduce yourselves for us please if you don't mind yeah, my name is Eddie Harrington. I was Kevin's manager for from under eleven to under seventeen. Harry man. Uh, my name is Quilta Hayes. I played with him from about under six to seven till his very last game with the club. Fantastic. So about Ten years plus, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. So we're all, all the way through together. And, and first of all, Eddie, for you, then having that team, you know, mm-hmm. all together must have been a really nice experience. You know, to have all these boys to take him through, and and I gather you've had a bit of success as well. Yeah, um, I suppose when Quivin started with us, about when he started, when he was six, but we kind of when I took over the team, we were under 11, first division, and we kind of had, I think Quivin would agree, we always had a kind of good connection with the team and the parents and stuff, it was kind of a good family, kind of a club anyway. Um, but yeah, as Quivin was just saying there, on his last day down here, we won our first trophy, which was kind of ironic, really, that he got sent off with such a, Raptors report, you know, but it was great that he could win his last trophy or for his first trophy in his last day in the last minute with the club. It was nice, you know. Um, I think again, like that, you know, he played with some really good players on our team, and we were lucky that we had kind of Cork representatives on the team the whole way through. And I think really, really good teammates. And I think more so that he used to enjoy himself just coming down here after, like, you know, after being in trials in England and yeah. going off to ourselves for extra training and stuff like that we just come back and we'd have a bit of crack in training to be honest with you like you know that we that kind of a buzz I think with the team like you know so I mean I gather he wasn't a goalkeeper the whole time so so what kind of player was he when he when he first arrived and when you first started working with him um like Quivin was on the Cork team up to under 14 as a striker so like you know he was really really good he was well th- well thought of like through the through the whole thing um it just all changed, I suppose, we went and goal. It just took off took off completely. Like, you know, we never obviously never had him down as a keeper. He he might go and goal for a crack in training and all like, but like, you know, we never had him as a keeper, like as such. But no, he was a really good striker. Um Cam again, like, you know, just I think it's well known now that like, you know, he as I say, he played for Cork, so he was a good striker, but mm-hmm. it was just by chance, I suppose he went and goal and it all changed, you know. So you play with him as a striker then. Uh, what position were you? Were you sort of feeding him um, in that in those early years? Yeah, I kind of would have played up front as well, so I didn't get as much game time over him. So, <laughs> as soon as he went in goal, I mean, So you were made up when he went in goal. Yeah, yeah. I was going in and giving him a nudge there. To go in. I was like, come on, you'll be class. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to know, because of that transition from striker to goalkeeper is obviously a, a big one, literally in terms of the pitch, but also in terms of stylistically. What was it you saw in, in Quivine, which made you think, oh, maybe he can be, a goalkeeper rather than a striker. To be honest, if it was ever up to me, probably he would never have went and go. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see anything, but to be honest, look, I think it's a well-known story at this stage. I'm telling a few times that, like, when I was actually sat out there in my car in the car park of the club and one night after training, 
uh, Cuyveen's father rang me. This was on the 14th, but October or something, because it was, I know it was before Christmas, but it was, he rang and just said that um, he heard our keeper, he just didn't want to play with our team anymore because he wanted to go back down to his, old, his younger group because they were, they were younger than us. So his dad, Ray, rang and said, look, would you take a chance and put him in goal? But apparently he was actually doing a bit of work with the Cork team as well in goal that I think the coach, Steve Berman, up there at the time saw something. There was a bit more there, you know, and he'd be a well-known coach here in Cork as well. Like so, um, But I don't think Cuyvee never wanted to kind of push it because we had a keeper and it would upset the dressing room and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I suppose, to be honest, we had no choice. We were stuck for a keeper that Saturday or Sunday, whatever it was. Um, so I said, yeah, look, we've not much to lose at this stage. We've no keepers, so we put them in goal. But I never, like, I never would have thought it obviously would take off the way it has, you know. And he played his first game in goal that Sunday against um, Springfield here. We lost one nil. He got lobbed. But uh, <laughs> there's a bit of a wind down here. Like, isn't <laughs> but yeah, just that was it. Um, like he never, obviously, as I say, look, he's unfreed myself, but he, we haven't looked back. And it's a crazy story, really, like that. That was only like eight or nine years ago, like so. Yeah, that's where it all changed, I suppose, for him. Uh, I'll ask you then, since you're the expert on, on the strikers at this club, what, what was he like as, as a striker? Because obviously he has quite the transition to going towards a goalkeeper. And he's, a, he's a very good one now, but I'm interested to know what he was what he was like as a forward at the time. Yeah, I remember actually one game we were playing against, um, I can't remember who it was, anyway, but we were playing and uh, he had long, really long blonde hair, like straight blonde hair. And like at that age, like everyone thought he was a girl. So he was, he was running in and out of fellas there and banging in goals. You could hear a few fellas on the sideline, they're late teens, saying, ah, you're all getting skinned by a girl. You're all getting skinned by a girl. <laughs> He's going to be today with two fingers. I, know, yeah. <laughs> I think that's eventually why he cut the hair. Like, but uh, yeah, he just, he was mental out for you. Like, and like Eddie said there, just one day he just jumped in goal there for training. And he just started saying, oh, I'm Chesney, you know, and Chesney, he was at Arsenal at the time. So he just started calling him Ches, then messing, like, and just couldn't score on him in training like you're like what's going on here like yeah. and then he went to goal in the weekend we were like you know striker now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's probably why they won one in the weekend <laughs> <laughs> was, was that annoying for you because you know them lads at your school who are like really good at everything if you're if you couldn't get him in the team over him as a striker and then he moves into goalkeeper and he's good at that as well is that just is that just annoying or does that help <laughs> i think we had a few fellas like that <laughs> they kind of could have played anywhere but uh Nah, it was kind of funny at the start, and then all of a sudden, then it took off, and then I think later on that year we went over to Blackpool for a little tournament, and like we were playing against quality players over there, like and some of them were like taller and better, and we we're like, and he was still like on their level as a keeper, like and he was just barely gone in there, and we we're like, he actually's fairly good in goal, like so, I think it worked out good in the end for us. So. You know, you, you've had the same team, you know, throughout there, Eddie. So obviously the team spirits, you know, must have been great. It's, it's, yeah. I know it's it's lads from all around the area, you know, people yeah. get on. So what was he like in terms of, you know, the, the, the group? Was he one of the quieter ones or was he one of the ones taking the mech? We always say this like that. He comes across very quiet if he's around the kind of, you know, but obviously not anymore now, but around adults at that time, he wouldn't have been the loudest, you know, in the dressing room or anything like that. But out there training and stuff like that, he'd kill the lads with a one-liner, you know what I mean? <laughs> the, second, the second he gets yeah, comfortable with you, you're just ruined, like. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Extremely like. Uh, witty, like, you know, it's kind of a cock dry humour, like, you know, the usual thing, like, you know, you see it. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, he's that kind of a guy, like, but he's quiet, as I say, in general, like, obviously he comes across on TV like that, but <clears throat> behind closed doors, he's very, very funny as well, like, you know, yeah. very laid back, though. But um, I think, the f you know, yourself, the family base, like, is, is very, very strong. They're a well-known family down here for sporting reasons and, and so on, and they're, obviously, got, he's got a really good, good, strong base there, you know, so that's, I suppose, where he gets his humour and his wit and his, you know, just nice personality, Frank, because he's a really nice guy as well, like, you know, not to forget it, like, but, uh, yeah. yeah, just in case he's listening, but, no, he is, he's, they're, they're a good family, and, you know, he had a good start like that, you know, so it's nice, well-supported. So... When is it you hear that a club like Liverpool are interested in him or do you even hear that they suddenly sort of turn up and you think yeah. he's not normally watching us? <laughs> yeah, um, no, he was over and back in England a few times. Um, he was over with uh, Blackburn, I think, because started with Blackburn and stuff. Well, you see, like, there's a, there's a competition here in Cork called the Kennedy Cup. It's for the under-14s team The Cork, go represent Cork, obviously, and all the counties are represented and a lot of um, scouts go to this game. And Cuyveen was actually selected as the goalkeeper, which was amazing. Even to be selected as the Kennedy Cup keeper after half a season is was off the wall in itself, you know, because it was a really good keeper there at the time as well. But yeah, I think that's where it all took off. Um, soon after he was over in Blackburn, uh, he went over to Aston Villa a lot. 
and then Liverpool came in a kind of odd change really I suppose you know he kept going over and back uh, we tried to get him a bit of extra training down here some of the lads were very good like we had a keeper at Leeds um, a few years ago Eric Grimes yeah yeah. he was he was over with Leeds and Eric would come home and do a bit of work here and he was really good with him as well in fairness like you know just come home and give him extra training sessions because to be honest like we wouldn't know much about teaching goalkeepers like but <laughs> yeah but um, look you could see the, the transition when he was coming back like you know just the extra the extra bit of confidence and stuff and even when you see you now today like Quilt will tell you like he'd be way off his line and we'd be thinking Jesus where's he going like you know but nah he was um, well able like yeah so was he picking up a few chicks from Liverpool that we like <laughs> know, was he sweeper keeping and all that he's watching now you're a bit too much I think there's <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. things to give you a heart attack like when you know, all of a sudden you think he's getting lobbed and his big tall hands just stretch up and knock it over the bar <laughs> like how do you get to that like? <laughs> <laughs> So when I mean the, the clubs have been really successful at producing mm. incredible Unbelievable, talent, and, yeah, and, yeah. You know, we, we took a walk up the stairs at the clubhouse, and the mm. wall is filled literally with with Ireland representatives and stuff like yeah. that. So you've obviously you know used to people being scouted by over in England, but when yeah. it's one of your team and he's at Liverpool, you know. I know what, you know, the lads are like to give him a bit of ribbon and say, oh, you know, big time now over there and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I suppose, look, just to touch on it, because it does go kind of um, under the radar a bit when, uh, like, you know, you might get, a, like, the, the club might ask me to do a phone call with a fellow, uh, a journalist mingler or something like that, and I always bring it up, but it does kind of feel sometimes to go unnoticed that the, um, they kind of forget to mention the academies down here, like, you know. Yeah. Like we have coaches, I'm not involved at the moment, but I hope we get back soon. Like like Quilt is involved with teams there now. There's coaches down here three, four nights a week, like and there's right behind you there now there must be thirty kids playing yeah. and uh, you know, there's ladies involved and there's men and the the work they do is just incredible, like and it's it's not um I suppose it's no surprise then when all these people put all the effort and time in that they they get a few players. Luckily enough, they get a few players over to England or like Carl's Carl Heffern's going to AC Milan. Now it, it it's not happening kind of by luck, you know. Yeah. There's an awful lot of work going down here with people who are just down here daily and nightly. And if, if you start trying to name, no, you'll be here all day. Like, but it's just I think they kind of get forgotten about with all this kind of crack, like people. Ask me about Quivine all the time, I suppose I was just lucky that I had that team, to be honest with you. And we were lucky as a, a kind of a family kind of team, like that we yeah. had good parents around us and good support, but the work has been done down there every day, like, and it's just, yeah, it's nice. Like Alan Brown, you know, from Preston, oh, and Adam O'Reilly down in Preston, Cahill's gone over to him, and Eric Rains used to be Leeds, you know, it's, it's just these lads are getting the coaches from their dirty walking dick, you know what I mean? They don't have four years of age, three years of age. And, I'm just looking out the window and I'm seeing the kids running alone and it just reminds me of those days with the lads being so small, like it was great, you know. And so yeah, I suppose I probably wouldn't gone off to gone off with this subject a bit there now, like, but I just no, think that the it's, um it's, yeah, it's valid, I suppose yeah. it's just important to remember that the volunteers down here, like no one's getting paid, you know, it's yeah. just that kind of a family club, like and yeah, it's it's great that they're having the success they're having now with players going over, like, you know. Yeah, I was to say the wall on the way up is full of lads who, who represented Ireland at different yeah. levels and stuff like that, and it, and, it, and it's fantastic. But when it is your mate who goes over to sort of Liverpool, you know, it must be you must be proud of him. You must be it must be a, 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 an incredible feeling. You know, you think I was playing with him last Saturday, and, and now he's going over there. Yeah, like even when he was going over in trail, like you wouldn't really think he was over in trail because like, he come back and it was just the same yeah. kind of Queen. Like we weren't really as tuned in to what was going on because we were still kind of young. But like even then when he eventually did sign, like, you know, we'd only be able to see him during the winter time when he got a chance to come home or during the summer there. Like, I just remember one day we were just sitting in my house playing FIFA, like, and I was like, ah, who's the best player there over there? And I was just like, Felipe. And I was like, who's Felipe? He's like, Coutinho. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing like, right, you're, you're friends with him, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, like, and then you see all the videos then when they're going on tour to America there, you know, and they're with the likes of Salah, Mane and all the boys, like, and you're like, it's amazing, like seeing you gone from training that little Astro up there with us like twice a week to going playing all the boys in Liverpool, like and playing Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues and all this stuff, and hopefully you now in Wembley now in a couple of weeks or whenever it is. Yeah, yeah, and and we we as Liverpool fans quite like to see when someone comes into the club and, and sort of gets the culture. I, I suppose I'm wondering if there was any conversations in the early days with with yourself in particular as a friend where he you know was talking up Liverpool, was saying that it, good things about what was going on over there when he was coming back to you guys. Well, yeah, I think the kind of I don't know what the main reason were, but I'd say the reason he chose Liverpool, I'd say, was because 
I said, there's probably a lot of similarities. Liverpool's a big family kind of club. Like, you can see the fans get right behind. And, like, if you come down here, any watch any game on the weekend, there's always a massive crowd. Mm. Like, my under-17s team was playing in All-Ireland Act 16 yesterday, and the crowd was unreal. Like, even fellas that might even know some of the players, like, everyone just comes down and supports every team. All the girls' teams now that are coming through, like, everyone's down supporting all them. From no matter what age you are, up to the seniors, like, there's just always a big family spirit about it. Like, and Eddie will say, any player that ever came to us from outside of Black Rock and Mahan, like they always second they came into Ring Man, they never wanted to leave. Like they just always felt like it was a family club. Mm. And I think that's probably why we enjoy Liverpool so much, kinda them same kind of traits and all that. Yeah. And ask yourself this, he seems quite sort of quiet and unassuming as as we mentioned before, but he's definitely very confident as a as a goalkeeper on the pitch. And it sounds like from from what you guys have been saying that he was confident in his in his play here as well. Was that something that he developed from early on in particular? Because he does have a bit of that sweeper keeper about him now. Yeah, but. definitely. I think um I think that's a personality trait yeah. as much as uh, what his ability on the ball and the ball and stuff. I think he's just so cool. Like I'm, I remember him from ten years of age down here like that, like you know, he'd take that touch, like, he'd take an extra touch. He might slot away a finish that, like, he was ahead of his age, if you get me. Like, you know, you know kids like that might snatch at a ball or something. He was just really calm and cool on it. Like, you could play him anywhere. I remember one day we played him sweeper down here, sweeper and all, sent <laughs> to centre-half, like. <laughs> and, like, you know, he was just not a bother. We were just in, must have been injured or something, injuries at the time or something. But, like, no problem to him, like, you know. But I think, um, yeah, just going back to it, I think it's just... I think it's a personality trade more than abilities such, but obviously it's ability, but it's just his personality, I think. Like, to cool, he's cool as a breeze, like, you know. And, like, I met him last summer, he was home there now for lunch and stuff, and it's just like, he's got a swagger, like. There's no there's no madness there, like, I think Roy Keane said in the other day, like, he's not, he's not giddy about it at all, like. He's just, I think he believes he can do this, like, you know, there's no... There's no stress there. Like, there's no, I'd be like, would it like my queen to be saying, like, you're sitting next to Liverpool players like Salah and these guys, like, but I think he's, yeah, he's part of it. Like, he's not, he's not starstruck anymore. I carry on. Like, he just feels that he's, yeah, he's well able, like, and he's going to be, he's going to push on again, like, you know. So, yeah, going back to, I suppose it's just his character, like, you know. You right. see, like, we all, I know everyone says that he's really calm and cool on yeah. the TV and stuff, but. Yeah, that's just him, I think, you know. Yeah, and I want to ask about his physical stature because obviously yeah. compared to Alison Becker, it's it's hard to look like you are sort of physically able for the yeah. Premier League, but Kareen yeah. will probably tower over me, but I'm, I'm interested to know what's, yeah. when his sort of physical stature started to grow and when, when there was maybe a point in your minds where you thought, you know, he could be a, yeah. a top-level goalkeeper. Well, he'd be definitely towering over me, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just... He, do you know what? It was when he was back from trials, you'd see him commanding the area a lot more, you know, like he wouldn't go for silly balls, but if a ball came over him, he was well able, like he was always tall, but I think oh, last summer there when he came back, I just thought, Jesus, the size of his shoulders, like the size of his neck, <laughs> you know, and I, I probably mightn't come across and tell you as much when you, you know, when you're next to these monsters anyway, like, but he was just huge, like, you know, really, really stocky, like, and yeah, filling out something unreal, I'd say, like, yeah. so yeah. So the League Cup final, uh, Sunday, week Sunday, uh, where we're sort of here now, it'll be a couple of days, you know, after this comes out. Uh, I don't know if you've got any plans yet to all kind of watch it together or, or get down the, down the pub, but, yeah. you know, it's going to be a, a big event for the for the, for the the club, I would assume. Yeah, we look, we're going to look, we're all going to, everyone's looking forward, so I think um, there's a couple of people going over. I know they, they, one of the big club men here, Paul Higgins, he's after getting a couple of tickets with a small fella, so, you know, it's nice that we, someone will be over there to see it anyway, like, but... Yeah, it's just going to be really. I hope he's playing. Like, but yeah, I just it's it's just going to be f amazing. Like, just ridiculously f amazing for us. Like to see him walking out of Wembley in front of us, ninety thousand. Yeah, that's just incredible for us and ex-players. Like, you know, they should all be proud as well. Like that they played with him and like they all nurtured him through us as well. Like, you know, because he he as I say, like he kind of um, had good times down here. Not kind of. That all nurtures you, I suppose. But yeah, just going back watching that until he's going to be off the wall. I thought it was like we're kind of getting more used to it, but it's still just cup finals, Wembley, ninety thousand. It's going to be mad, and we can't wait. We'll all try and get together somewhere. Like, but yeah, we're just really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the way proud there does it make you proud when you see you know how far he's come and you know to to walk out a final like you, you make your teammate the, the the lad you grew up with doing that. Yeah, especially like I mean. Cause I grew up with him. My brother's dinner a few years younger. And like my brother coming in, he's like, "Oh, Keller's Keller's playing for Liverpool." I was like, "It's Quivin, but it's alright." He's first day, like, so like Chaz. you, I know, yeah, Chaz, You see all like the kind of young kids now, and they're all like, "Wow, it's Quivin, yeah. it's Quivin." Like I remember even one day when he was. 
came back for the summer, we were walking just over to Man Point from our house, and like all the young kids were like, oh, quilda, quilda, tell tell the boys there where, who Cuivine plays for, Cuivine plays for. And he just turned around and he said, ah, some shipping league team there in England. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't want any, just didn't care about it, like just messing with the boys. Like, but it's still amazing, like, you know, you see all the young kids' faces light up down here in the club, like, and then you're just there and you're thinking to yourself, like, I played with this fella for so long, like, it's like, could have been me, like. But. I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's really the scary part as well for me, like, like you'd be in work and these grown men in their 50s, you know what I mean? And like, I work with a lot of lads who are Liverpool fans and they'd be all asking me about them, like, and it's like, you kind of when you take a step back, you're like, Jesus, just know him as Cuivine, like, yeah. you know, like the local lad, like, but yeah, I think there's so much interest in him now in Cork, like, it's, it's lovely, obviously, it's great to see it, you know, but for us, he's just kind of normal fella, still down here, like, you know, but um, yeah, I think it's it's, it's unbelievable, it's brilliant, yeah, we're really excited for him now. He says a lot of interest in, in Cork, and presumably mm. that's the case within the club now. I know it's both sides of the water. We're not the only people who've yeah. been on to you for the chat, so we really appreciate your time. But, no, you know, when, when the young lads come or the young girls come and, and they come here, do you, do you sense a little more sort of spring in the step and think, well that, well, that could be me, you never know? Oh, absolutely. But I think uh, and it's, it's even gone out. It's, it's, it's happened well before Cuivine as well, like with Eric and Alan Brown and stuff like that. You know, the club is getting really recognised, as you said, all. We'd have had we've had a lot of um, internationals like uh, three of Quivine's teammates represented Ireland under eighteen. There now Troy, Kieran, and Jordan. Jordan. So you know, and one of them captain there. And so like you know, there's there's we're always in the papers, I suppose, and we're always kind of you know attracting interest because people see that it's, it's it, the club is really going in great places. Like you know, Sharp was your secretary, ring man Rangers. So. Obviously, with the success uh, of Kelleher over in Liverpool, what kind of what kind of impact does does that have on the club? It's massive. It's massive for the whole area. It's massive for Cork soccer. It's massive for the community. It's just when you're playing for one of the biggest teams in the world, it's like it's, it's every kid's dream, really. Like, and kids come down here and it's phenomenal. Snowing Van Rangers with Cuivin Keller now at the moment. So, like, just the smiley faces every weekend down here, really, you know. And the cup final coming up now is even better again. Yeah, we, we, we've come down today and thanks so much, Sean, for looking after us. We really appreciate it. And, you know, we, we, we're, we're up here in the clubhouse looking over and there's a few kids in, in Liverpool shirts and things like that. Have you noticed one or two more coming to training in the in the Liverpool trackies? Yeah, it's constant. We've Our, um, our academy now is just bouncing every week. There's just more and more parents coming down with kids. Like we're starting now, I think our youngest team is under fours at the moment. And we've like 150 to 200 of them kids up to under 10s. And then like we've all our other teams up, like, but it's just constant, constant, like, Cuivin played here, Cuivin played here. Is this the dressing room he was in? Is this the goal he stood in, you know? So <laughs> it's been ranks to riches stuff. It's brilliant. I mean, there's only so many who can go on to do what Cuivin's done. Uh, for, for the majority who come down here, it's about enjoyments, it's about physical exercise and things like yeah. that. Um, presumably he was the same when he first saw to come, really. I'm sure he had aspirations to be a footballer, but I'm sure he came down because he loved it, he loved playing with his with his mates and, yeah. and the success that they had together. That's all, it's just a social interaction for the kids. It's just fun, like, you know, it's like he came down as a little, small, blandy little young fella, as a striker, long blonde hair, and he just progressed up from that. Like, if, if I say if he wasn't a golf lover, well, he'd be up front for Liverpool that's the type of player he was you know it's just the people banging in 20, 20, 30 goals a season and just look at him now like you know best team in the world he's playing with who can't go on <laughs> and obviously with the League Cup final coming up that's going to be one of the biggest moments in Quivine's career so far but I just want to go back to when he first broke into Liverpool squad and how proud that made you, yourself personally but also everyone at Ringman yeah it was unbelievable it's, it's, I can remember I think it was the M MK Dons game I think in the yeah. was it League Cup or FA yeah. Cup game yeah. and I'd say my phone that night was just non-stop hopping and you'd pictures and people were on Twitter and Facebook and on Instagram and it just it's just spiring it's not it's, it's massive like it's huge for a club like ourselves we're a small club in an area like we just we've like four or five hundred members all the kids you can see them out there at the moment and it's just massive and just a local lad down the road you know, playing play for Liverpool, what, what, what can you say really about it, you know? Yeah, and we, we've come here today and we're, we're massively impressed by the facilities, but I presume you've got big dreams for, for things in the future, and I suppose you hope that, you know, Kelleher and other people like him getting getting moves to big clubs will be able to help you facilitate those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, massive. Look, every penny helps in a club like this, like, because, you're, like, there's no money in clubs here, like, you just have your your weekly dues and your little, your lotto, like, you know, but we're in the process now of building um, a nine-a-side Astro and the land at the back, which would do, like, for training for adult teams because we have a small-sided Astro there, so, 
every little helps really, you know. So if he did get if he did get a move in the morning, I'd say we'd have. Uh, <laughs> 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 it'd be, uh, yeah, it's massive. Jeez, it's unbelievable just to think of it. Like you, know, yeah. you could you could make it up. Everyone like people. I'd be talking to friends and work now. Like and the, they just everyone's asking all the time about it. Like oh, smile in your face. Like like he played the game, and the Chelsea game on the Sunday that day. Like I wasn't working on Monday. I was like I was out to win the lotto. It's just a smile on my face and work, you know. It's great to see. For, for, for kids like that, when, when you see they've got something special, is it is there something that, that separates them from the other lads? Because there's, there's so many talented footballers, I'm sure, who come down. I mean, you just have to look out the window and see, yeah. see the talents is here. But those who make it, and, you know, it's not just been him, there's been others, obviously, who've gone on to do to do really well professional careers. But does, is it something that, that separates those from the other talented lads or girls? Yeah, yeah. You, you'd spot it, like, you'd be down here. Like, you, you'd spot someone that's a standout figure, like, because Queevee's brother was here with us before Fiacre, like, and... You could spot him at the time. Like I was remember his first game for the club. It was under sixes. Like and you could spot straight away. There was just something there. Like you know, and especially with Quivine, like because when he was playing, he was just spotted as a striker. 20, 30 goals a season. And actually, that was the famous year. Then when he went in goal, but even straight away, you could spot like there's a diamond here. You know, with this in goal. Like and sure, I think it was a couple of years later there was clubs from England onto us. And then he made the move to Liverpool after his last game at the club. Then they won the league the last game of the season and I think he flew off a few days later off to Liverpool and look at him now. <laughs> <laughs> Does he still come back when he's in sort of in the area? Will he come down and, and, and cheer the on? Oh, he would, yeah. He's always down here, yeah. It's just, just, just yeah. And then he's down here. All the odd former players that we've had over in England come down here. Like, they just walk in the gate. There's no airs or graces about it. Then they just walk in the gate. They just salute you. You know, it's just, he's just one of the lads. That's the way he is. That's where he was brought up. Is that he's just one of the lads from down the road playing for Liverpool? What, 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 what could you get like? <laughs> and you mentioned what your phone was like after the the MK Dons game, which was his debut. This this game in in the League Cup, which the club have already confirmed that he's he's going to start, must just be absolutely massive. You, you must be beaming with pride to think that he's going to be able to walk out Wembley in front of eighty or thousand people. Exactly, walk out Wembley. You see it like we had one player that was over there years ago, Alan Bromer Preston, and uh, he was in the Championship playoffs. I know we've Queevee, you know, in Liverpool, like going out to Wembley, like what is it, 80, 90,000 seat of stadium. He's the main man in goal, like, so I think there's a few of the lads going over to the game, like, but everyone's phone, like, I'll have to turn my phone off that day, I know I'd say, but afterwards it'll be good to see. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a special day for the club, for the area, and of course for, you know, everyone who's who supports them that little bit on the way. And, you know, there'd be a lot of people who'd be very proud, of course, who think, well, I, why I maybe helped him a little bit? And, yeah. you know, it's going to be it's going to be a big day for, for the for the whole area, isn't it? A few a few pints and, and cheering him on. Yeah, a few, uh, few pints with cheering him on. We watch it up the local pub, I'd say, and fellas at home, there's a few lads going over, so... Um You'll have a few more Queevee Keller goalkeepers down here now because everyone wants to play a goal down there. That's the problem. <laughs> We've 11 goalkeepers that are two strikers at the moment. <laughs> the teams. Just tell them all you used to be a striker. That's all it is. Like, no one wants to play outfield anymore. Everyone wants to be a goal. <laughs> it's usually like, like before, like no one wanted to be a goal. No, everyone wants to be a goal. It's a huge game, isn't it, this final? We're all expecting him to play. From what we've seen of him so far and what people have told us here, you know, it won't necessarily phase him. You know, I'm sure there'll be some nerves because it's a huge game, but, you know, we played against Chelsea and, and played like it was a game down here uh, on, yeah. on, on the grass. You know, are you expecting him, you know, whatever happens, to be fully confident that he can win a trophy and, and, and make a difference? Maybe in Liverpool, maybe another shootout? Another shootout, please God, yeah. Like, you see, like, even this is his demeanour in a game, you see that the game against Ajax, like, there's no, he just just strolls out casually, like, and the ball, the ball gets passed back to him, like, there's no looking around, he just casually just passes the ball out. It's just, he's just so calm on the ball as well, you know, I think he knows it himself. He's always been like that. He's just a calm, calm boy all the time, like, you know. And we continue uh, our journey, find out a little bit more uh, about Kavid Kelleher and how he got uh, to the point he is, is now, which is looking like he's going to start a league cup final for Liverpool. And someone who very much helped him along the way away with him uh, at Liverpool's academy is Blackpool manager Neil Critchley. Neil, thanks so much for coming on and uh, joining us today. No problem, no problem at all. Good to speak to you again. So the obvious first question is when you remember first um, coming across him um, as, a, as a, a young lad um, over from Ireland, uh, have you got any sort of early memories of, uh, of seeing him in goal? Uh, my first memory of him was actually not seeing him in goal. I was um, taking the 18s. We were playing Derby um, away and the 16s were playing on a an adjacent pitch but it was sort of out of sight 
um, and I knew Quivine was playing for the 16s and it was Phil Roscoe who he'd watch some of the under 16s and then he'd walk up to watch the under 18s and I remember it was the second half and obviously when Phil came over he, he um, I remember saying like how are the 16s getting on uh, and he mentioned the score but then he said but the, the goalkeeper Quivine he's doing well um, he just saved the penalty ironically and yeah. he's <laughs> Uh, he's gone on to make a few penalty saves since. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that always stuck in my in my head that that story. I didn't. Eat, it's not even seen him play really, but um, he sort of made an impression from um, his first sort of foray in the goal, and he wasn't even in my, my team. That's what I remember of Quivine. Um Yeah, that's what. <laughs> mad really. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Penalty saves is now he's now he's now he's famous for. So so when did you get hold of him? Was when he, he then moved up to your under under eighteen's team from that? Yeah, he did. Um, again, obviously because he came and you know the goalkeeping department was was healthy in terms of numbers at the time. Um, so he didn't initially get in to the 18s. I mean, he was obviously slightly older. Um, he came to us late. Um, uh, but you just, there was just something about him, the way he carried himself. You saw the potential that he had. Um, but he was a little bit raw as well. Um, but again, I, you know, I have to, you know, give great credit and praise to, to Taff and to, to Mark Morris and the work they did, he did with him in the initial stages, um, helping him to settle. Phil Roscoe again, brilliant with his family, uh, with his mum and his sister. Um, he just had a you know a lovely way about him, and say he didn't play every week in the under 18s, not all the time. Um, we sort of moved that moved him around. Um, again, that was with John Axerberg as well making sure that all the players, all the goalkeepers got opportunity to play. Um, so it was sort of a steady progression for Quivine, really. Not something where he, he burst on the scene and, you know, exploded. It was more of a steady incline for him. And you mentioned about the way he carried himself in those early days there, Neil. What was he, what was he like as a, as a personality at the time? I suppose it's, it's tough coming over from the sort of setup he was into to a big club like Liverpool in particular. Yeah, he, he was very quiet, unassuming, um, humble, but had an had a, like an, an inner steeliness to his character. Um, was very brave on the pitch, unflappable. Um, he just held himself in a very impressive way for a young person. He's very mature very level-headed and his work rate and his attitude to the training um, was exceptional. Um, so you, we always thought that he would keep improving. Now, never, uh, you know, your your wildest dreams when you first put eyes on him, would you have expected him to be where he is now? But we always hoped that he would turn into a good goalkeeper because... Um, of his character, his character was was outstanding. He's actually got a good sense of humour as well, uh, which he doesn't show very often. Uh, but he's got a dry sense of humour. He's such a likable boy. He's a really, really top top kid. And I want to ask about the attributes that you saw in his game in the, in those early days as well, because it's obviously the famous story of him. You know, you previously being a striker and turning into a goalkeeper, and there's a bit of a sweeper keeper revolution in particular going on at Liverpool. Did he have those attributes from from a sort of young age? Yeah, um, he was very good with his feet. He was, um, and again because of his character, calm, um, unassuming, he, he you know humble. You give him the ball and obviously the way that Liverpool's youth teams and the way the 23s and the first team wanted to play, it is about controlling the game and building the play from the back. And Quivine was very good at that. Um, his decision-making was very good. Um, but again, he also had 
which is obviously very crucial, and her ability to keep the ball out of the back of the net. At, at times, it was a bit unconventional, um, but he saved really well with his feet. Um, you know, a bit like, shouldn't use David De Gea, should I? But you, you know what I mean when I say yeah. saving with his feet. Um, he, he had that, and he had a presence in the goal. He was very brave around the goal, very quick. He's very athletic. Um, and maybe because he'd been a striker, he's very good at reading and anticipating where strikers are going to shoot, and he's already in the position to to make the save. I think you you show you see uh, you see that when the penalties, he's very good at reading opposition um, strikers and opponents and where they're going to put the ball, and he's then got the speed and the athleticism to cover the ground and get there. Liverpool have produced some fantastic footballers and you've been involved uh, in, in, in many of the, the, the new generation, but we haven't produced that many goalkeepers and that's even going back to sort of, you know, the 60s and 70s and Shankly and Paisley. How hard is it for a, an elite football club to produce a goalkeeper and therefore how much credit does Kelleher deserve for getting to where he has? Yeah, he's defying... I suppose the percentages, the laws of percentages that in football you, it is very, very rare at, at you know a club competing at the top like Liverpool to um, give an opportunity to a young goalkeeper. Um, so again, you it, you look at the work that's been putting into it, put into him from Neil Edwards, Mark Morris, and then John Atterberg, and then obviously. You know, without Jurgen having belief in young players and having the courage to to give him his opportunity, you know, Quivine, yes, he having the ability is one thing, but getting the opportunity is completely different. And you know, I'm so we were so fortunate, and um, it's you know, I'm blessed now to be away from that, but be able to look from afar and see the players still getting an opportunity. Jürgen is the best at that. He's incredible, absolutely incredible for giving young players belief and opportunity. And I suppose you, you, there's a little bit of luck. You could say it's partly luck, um, but it's not luck having Jürgen because he's the best at, at, giving, uh, at doing that. Um, if Jürgen wasn't there, would, would Quivine have got his chance? Maybe not at another club. So op- having uh, having the ability, one thing, but opportunity is everything. And at Liverpool, you get that opportunity. One game in particular I wanted to ask you about was um, not an 18th game, but a first team game, um, which is the, the the game that you, well, one game you managed uh, for Liverpool in the FA Cup and, and he plays um, in that game. What are your sorts of memories around that, especially in regards to, you know, having such a young team, but but Keller in goal in that game? Was was he one of your thought, well, you, he'll be all right? Or <laughs> was it a case of not knowing how any of them would do really? Nah, he was. He had nothing to do on the night, so he's okay. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now nah, nah, you 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 never worried about Quivine. Never. You just knew that he was. Um, you could trust him. You could trust his character. So, um, you never quite know how they're going to react in that type of atmosphere until given until given that opportunity. Um, that's the beauty of young players. Sometimes you never know how they're going to respond until they get that chance but with Quivine as as much as you're going to know about anybody you, you could be sh- quite sure about him that he was going to be fine um, and again on that night uh, he didn't have a great deal to do but I do remember um, a save he made um, and his distribution again the, the, the ball comes back to him he doesn't panic under pressure he allows you to play out and, you know, that's in front of the, the cop. And you're thinking, well, if he can do that at this age with the, his lack of experience, if he's given the opportunity, if he does play more games, which fortunately he's had, then, you know, his potential is is huge and where could he get to in the future? 
And I just wonder if you remember any of those early conversations with Jurgen Klopp. You'd have still been at the club when Kelleher was starting to kick around the first team and particularly going training at Melwood and, and that kind of thing. And I wonder if you remember any of those early conversations and how highly he was regarded by the, by the first team setup in particular. He, he loved him. He loved him straight away. Um, because, one, he loved his ability as a goalkeeper, but he was so impressed with him as a person. And that was something, again, that, you know, from from Alex in the academy that was stressed to, to all the players, really. Um, you know, you're not going up to the Melwood to be a tourist. You're going there to make an impression, but you've got to do it in a respectful way um, because, you know, it's like first impressions. The, the manager, the coaching staff, the senior players, they're all going to be looking at you, eyeing you up. Are you going to be, are you going to fit in? Um and Quivine, because of his nature and his character, um, the, the players, the manager, the staff, they took to him straight away. Um, and yeah, when he got up there, he very rarely came back there and that was it, um, which was good for him. <laughs> and I just wonder how proud it makes you now, because obviously there's the sort of, when, you, when you're at the academy, you're just trying to build, you know, future careers for, for footballers in a sense but when they break through at Liverpool in particular and you know get to play in big games at Anfield like you said but get to play in, in finals and, and things of that nature I, I wonder you know how much you reflect on that sort of positively particularly in, in, in Kelleher's case Yeah you do you do you know obviously I'm from afar now but what I I try and watch all the games as much as I can still you, you're a fan and you're sort of a you know a a proud parent, so so to speak. You 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 sit there a little bit nervously sometimes. You know, I remember the game. You know, Chelsea recently that he was yeah. playing, and um, he was outstanding. And you know, when the ball goes back to him early on, you know, you have that little bit of nervousness yourself, that bit of anxiety because you're so desperate for them to do well because you know how much it means to them and their families and how hard they've worked for it, and you, you you just so want him to go and show what they're capable of, and uh, Quivine settled down straight away in that game. And I say, given the experience, given opportunity, he, he'll he'll improve no you know much more. And so uh, you know, I, I, a small part of me has helped him maybe a little bit, but only only you know a tiny tiny percent. All the credit goes to him and his family, and for Jurgen for giving him that opportunity. Um, it's yeah, I, I love seeing the young players play. It's so it's massive. It's ma absolutely massive, and um, there's no better club than Liverpool and giving young players an opportunity. So to finish up, then on this final, you know, Jürgen said, you know, he's his League Cup goalie, so he's he's probably the one we can almost be sure of is going to play. You know, you know, touchwood injuries aside and stuff. So. When he is walking out of the tunnel at Wembley Way, you know, behind the captain, whether that's Jordan or whoever captain's on the day, and he's second there, and then, you know, he's out on the pitch throwing the ball out to Trent Alexander-Arnold, there's another player that, that you worked with, you know, it's, mm. it, it'll be a, a hugely proud moment, I'm sure, for, for you, and you, and just chuff for, for, for them and, and him in particular. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, it is, in it, you know, it's hard not to be sort of, um, Obviously, they're there to do a job, and you want them to do it, on, you know, very well. And you know, of course, want them to win. Um, Liverpool's about winning, and you know, it's a final, so I'll be desperate for them to win. I want them to play well. Uh, and there is times when you you do reflect and you do remember certain situations and moments, and you cast your mind back. I think, oh, do you remember when he did this and he said this, and do you remember that game and that training session and that, you do. Um, and when you've shared some moments with those players, um, it's special. So the, the, the Carabao Cup final is another special moment in, in their journeys. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to watch it. Well, enjoy the game and enjoy the day. And yeah, take a little bit from it, mate, as well, because you deserve it for everything that you've done for them as well. No problem. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And we thought it'd be great to finish up on one of uh, his teammates uh, from those early years and someone who came uh, through the academy. And it is uh, Liam Cole. So, Liam, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um. So, 
in terms of your first memories of Kelleher when you sort of came across him, so sort of how old would he have been then? Can you remember? I think he would have been around 15. I think I was 14. I was the age group below him. Um, I think Pep Linders was our manager at the time for the under 16. So that's the first time you come over and like, I don't know if it was sort of a trial or whether we were going to sign him anyway, sort of thing. But I remember the first time you come over, yeah, um, for like a week's training or something like that, it was. And how, how difficult is it, do you think, for lads? Because who come over in those situations? Because you were obviously at the club from a from a very young age. And in fact, a lot of that group, you know, you, you sign as, as nine-year-olds or whatever it is, or some some cases even younger, where they start going a little bit and then, and then you just go through. So how hard can it be generally for, for someone who's, you know, from another country or another area who's just sort of thrown in and expected to get on with it? Oh, yeah, I think it is really difficult. Like, you see some lads who are just like, really confident and can like buzz off everyone straight away. Um, whereas I think like myself at that age, like if I had to move away from home at, at 14, 15, I think I would have really like struggling to set them in. I think even at my age now, like when you're moving clubs, it's a bit, it's a bit daunting sometimes for, for certain players. And um, yeah, especially at 14, 15, it must be really tough like leaving, leaving the country and you know, you can't just drive home, you've got to get a flight home, stuff like that. So I think it can be really difficult, yeah. So with with Kavina, did you feel was the moment where he started to come out of himself a little bit more and you know feel a bit, a bit more part of the group? Yeah, I think at first everyone was like, "Bloody hell, he's, he's really quiet, this lad." Do you know what I mean? Like we we seen him insane, and he was really good with his feet, uh, made some great saves. And we thinking, "Oh, he's a boss keeper," but he's just dead quiet even off the pitch. Like wouldn't speak to anyone. I think he stayed in um, house parents with Conor Masterson. And Conor was like, yeah, he talks in the house, but he just <laughs> himself. No, he's not dead loud. But I think the season after he joined, he started from out of his shell a bit more. And he was like giving people a bit of stick and a bit of banter. And you're thinking, what the hell, where's this come from? Like, this is like the him <laughs> sort of thing. And he was really funny. Everyone was like, bloody hell, I can't believe how funny he is. Just because the first year he wouldn't, he wouldn't speak at all, really. He was really quiet, yeah. But um, yeah, he was a good laugh. And I'm sure he is now with the, with the lads, yeah. I'm wondering, Liam, was there anything sort of said about him before he arrived at the club? I, I don't know what it's like sort of being in the dressing room when, when new signings come in, particularly academy level, whether they're sort of talked about before they do. No, I think at that age, no one really knows what's going on. You just sort of come turn up after school and it's like, how oh, does a new lad in? Like, wonder what position he is. Is he in my position? Wonder if he's any good. Is he, is he crap? Uh, but we knew he'd been brought over from Ireland, so we thought he must be, must be all right. And we had a few keepers around at the time anyway. And um, for them to bring him in, I think, I think Pep Linders really liked him straight away. Could see how good he was on his feet and, you know, how enthusiastic Pep scenes on the side. He was the same when we were under 16. So he was like raving about him straight away. So I think we sort of knew like how this lad's like, he, he's staying for good sort of thing if he wants to be here, yeah. And you mentioned him being good with his feet and there's obviously certain attributes of his of his game now which are, are so, so clear. But were they, was that the same thing from, you know, the, from the minute he arrived at Liverpool was that he was good with his feet and, you know, making a save and stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. I think everyone felt comfortable like passing the ball back to him. Sometimes at that age, you think like, no disrespect to certain keepers, but you you're worrying about playing the ball back to him. But with him, you'd be confident giving him the ball, and he was always so calm and composed. Like you see now when he plays for the first team, nothing seems to phase him. He's just all he's he's very level-headed and seems like he knows what he's doing, very assured in what he's doing. So I think that's obviously a trait he's been he's had throughout his since I've known him really yeah you mentioned there Liam that there was quite a few keepers around at that time and I remember there was there was a, a few and, and they all felt like they had a, a chance of, of doing well and, and making it in the game and a few of them had it at sort of league clubs and, and playing now was there a time where it felt like Kavine had moved ahead of them or was it still fairly you know level pecking and, and they all had sort of different strengths when, when you were with them um, I think at the time, like I think Shamal George was up training at Melwood and he was like really highly highly rated and I think he picked up like quite a long term injury. And we knew there was um Quivine and Camille Andrabara, who were like the same age, being brought in similar time and it was like it was always like which one's gonna get the nod here? And I think people were unsure which one was gonna get the nod. And um everyone was like a bit like, Oh, what's gonna happen? And I think he did go up there before Camille. And obviously, no disrespect to Camille, he was a great lad. Um, but I just think maybe Queen fitted in with the maybe the staff or and the players a bit better, a bit more sociable. Um, Camille was like quite quiet, kept himself to himself, but added that that arrogance about him that some keepers need as well. 
But I think Quivian just like, I think he just went from strength to strength and seemed to get more and more confident in a group situation. And obviously on the pitch, I think he was always very confident in his ability. So yeah, he just sort of took off a little bit there. And I think he maybe took Shamal's place at that Melwood setup. And Shamal come back down to the academy and it was like, oh, Quivian's like, had the nod there. Yeah, so he's done really well. And everyone was made up for him because I don't think there's, there's anyone in the academy building who'd say, ah, oh, he's, he's a bad egg or he's got. He's got this about him. He's just a really likeable lad and everyone loved him to this, yeah. And was there like a specific moment, Liam, where, where you thought that, you know, he was going to make it as, as a keeper at Liverpool? There must be, you know, so many lads you come across in the academy who you, you wonder about what their future is going to look like. I don't know if you sort of expected what Quivian was going to go on to, to do or what he's achieved now. Um, I think I say quite a lot of the time, like you look at the players and think, oh, they're doing really well in the academy. They're, they're playing, playing really good. And Quivian was almost raised about why the other teammates like oh he's doing really well like what a keeper he is but then like I said about Camille everyone's like Camille's really good as well like there's them two going for it and obviously Liverpool can spend money so obviously we brought Anderson in and it's like will he ever get that chance at that that level sort of thing I think there's always that doubt I think I, I said that about Trent as well like Trent was unbelievable in the youth setup, but I didn't think he'd get in the team as early as he did I just think sometimes you need that bit of chance and that that's us from the manager and obviously, like for him to be second choice now, he obviously had that trust in him. And must have been, I, I didn't say that Melwood much. Um, and obviously, I haven't seen that behind, behind closed doors, but I presume he's done really well up there. Like when he's like 17, 18, and gained that trust over a good few years. It's not just like how he's been thrown in as the number two. I think he's earned that trust from the gaffer, yeah. I think you'd have still been at the club at the time when Quivine made his debut. Can you remember how, how you felt when you saw him making his, his debut for the first team and that kind of thing? Um, I think everyone's just buzzing for him. Like all the lads when they make their debut, but especially as a keeper, because you don't see many of them come through and play at like a Liverpool, uh, for example. Like, you normally see them go on loans, maybe it's a National League, then a League 2 loan, then a League 1, and they sign work the way off like that. And obviously he hasn't been out on on a loan, I don't think. I don't think he's been out on loan, has he? So he's just sort of like crept in and everyone like thinks oh, like he's playing in the League Cup now, he's played all the games and obviously Alisson's the number one, but I think I don't think people are, are like, oh, I'm a bit nervous with him in goals there. I think everyone's a bit quite sure with him there. And yeah, everyone's just made up for him because he's just a, a top lad, yeah. So would that be the case then if he if he plays this League Cup final, everyone's expecting... You know, the, I think the manager's come out and said he's he's going to play him in, in this League Cup final. And so I'm sure a few of you are still in conversation. You know, a lot of you have moved on now. Some still at the club. You know, you're, you're at Atkinson, as, as we found out last time you were on. So but you'll all still speak to each other, I'm sure. So on the day of the League Cup final, when he's walking out, will it be a few texts to each other? And, and his right lad made up for him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm always made up to see that the, the lads play. Like, um, you know, like Nath Phillips and Reese Williams got a lot of minutes last year. And, Obviously, I spent a lot of time with Nat, and I was like delighted to see how well he'd done. And obviously, Queeve's the same. Like, I almost felt like I got on quite well with him in the academy. We like had a bit of bands with each other, and that. And yeah, I just be made off, and hopefully, on the day we get the win, and it'll be a special moment for him as well as the club. But uh, definitely a special moment for him, yeah. 